Welcome to the ECA podcast. We discuss the biggest issues in the electrotechnical sector with the industry's leading voices. We encourage you to join the conversation. Send your comments and ideas to podcast at eca.co.uk and help us bring excellence in electrotechnical and engineering services to you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the ECA podcast. 2019 will be a big year for everyone's accounts departments. By the 1st of April, you must make sure that your accounting system is fully compliant with Making Tax Digital, or MTD. To help answer some of your questions about MTD and to dispel some myths, ECA's Deputy Director of Business Policy and Practice, Rob Driscoll, spoke with Liz Bridge. Liz is the Secretary of the Construction Industry Joint Taxation Committee, or JTC. She began her career at HMRC, then left in 1990 to become Head of Tax at the then Building Employers Confederation, and to run the Joint Tax Committee as its Secretary. Since then, Liz has become very well known to many in construction for her teaching on topical tax issues, and for her help to members of the JTC in trouble with their tax affairs. As you'll hear on this episode of the podcast, Liz is known for her common sense approach to complex issues around tax. Her guidance and help is easy to understand and clear to apply. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, welcome Liz. I'm sitting with Liz Bridge of the Joint Taxation Council and here today we're ready to discuss uh, making tax digital. Liz, can you briefly describe what making tax digital is in a nutshell for us before we get into the detail? It is an announcement by the revenue which means that Everybody who is currently VAT registered will have to submit their returns not only online but by the press of a button from software that they are running to keep their accounts. Okay, so there are two elements to it then. You, you submit the return online and the, your accounts must be digital as well. Your account... The, the, the days of paper and pencil have gone entirely. Your accounts must be online. There are arrangements for people who currently keep their accounts on their own spreadsheets. But generally speaking, people will be buying and installing accounting software. OK, and when did this come in? For most people, it comes in for the first accounting period that starts after the 1st of April 2019. So April 2019, everybody really needs to be ready to go. Yes, there are a few exceptions. If you're very large and you pay by instalments, you may be allowed an extension to start on the 1st of October, but... The pilot is up and running and most people would be well advised to get themselves going now and get into the pilots. When you say instalments, we're not talking paying your subcontractors, suppliers in instalments. No. We're talking to paying HMRC. If the revenue have required you to pay monthly, you may have an extended deadline. But I shouldn't... If I was a, was a trading company, I wouldn't look at that... I would look at getting onto the pilot now or scrambling in as soon as I was ready. In terms of media and awareness from your newsletter, JTC's newsletter, that they've been sending out the short and long versions of an introductory letter. Yes. You hadn't had yours yet. I expect to receive two and I've received one. It is very much like a letter from the Inland Revenue. It is closely worded 
two sides of A4 and many people may put it in the bin because a letter from the Inland Revenue, often people look at them, they think, this is too difficult for me to read or understand. If it's important, my accountant will deal with it and they get binned. We're here today to try and discuss is this is a really important thing. And if you think you've had a letter, if you have, have had one but not read it, if you've binned it, you must talk to your accountant. You must think about what you're going to do to get ready for this project. In terms of readiness and your experience out there with traders, main contractors, subcontractors, SME community, which accounts for 99% yes. of businesses in construction. I personally have spoken to a couple who have just started their business mm, yes. and they are therefore of a level of as a micro business that they've tried to automate as much of the yes. running of the business as possible so that they can be on the job with the tools doing the work. Others who still exist on a purely paper basis and you, then you mentioned everything in between like excel spreadsheets yes. from a broad brush perspective how difficult do you think this will be for the young and those just starting i think it will be quite easy because the young and those just starting will start by buying themselves accounting packages and will be much more used to modern technology as you look along the experience profile to firms that are established and have always done things cleanly, correctly, the same way, using notebooks, ledgers, paper and spreadsheets, it will be much more difficult for them because those people are much less used to modern technology. They are much more set in their ways, much more frightened of what they're doing. One of the things that I think we ought to point out to members is that many people think that they are submitting their VAT returns online now because they have passwords for the government gateway and they go in, nobody does a paper return anymore. They take their passwords out of the backs of drawers and bits of post-it notes. They go onto the Revenues website, they put in their government gateway and their business passwords, and they do their VAT returns online now. Everybody does. Many people think that because that's what they do, they already do it digitally. They don't. This is a brand new system. You will not be able to get a VAT return in using your gateway and going in and typing your own figures in. Your software package at the press of a button has got to submit your VAT return without any manual intervention. So the distinction is that instead of you sitting and uploading the information or typing it in as a data entry process, it drags the data out of your existing software system under this new regime. Yes. And the records behind that data will also have to be digitally kept. Yes. For, for small companies, it would be wise that they were digitally kept. Some people have historic legacy systems where, yes, their accounts are kept um, using online software, but in order to make a VAT return up, for example, they have two companies in a group, 
both using different software packages and somebody sits manually adding up figures from two software systems ready to prepare a VAT return. Or they take figures off a software system, do a manual adjustment for things and then go in online. There has been software designed known as bridging software that can take the figures from two, three, four accounts packages, add it up and shove it into the revenue. It will do the manual intervention that is currently done to go from spreadsheets into the revenue. So it may be that your firm, if you're running historic legacy systems or you run your own spreadsheets, mm -hmm. you can buy a bridging package. But what you will either need is an accounting package or a bridging package because you can't go in through the government gateway and manually type in figures. Okay. Do you want to make creating risk assessments easier and more effective? ERAMS is ECA's online risk assessment and method statement tool that allows any type of contractor to create, amend, store and print general activity-based risk assessments and method statements. ERAMS is free to ECA members and very competitively priced to other businesses. Find out more at eca.co.uk forward slash ERAMS. That's eca.co.uk forward slash ERAMS. If you use a local accountant to take your records and put in a VAT return for you, you need to talk to that accountant because the accountants that do that job for people will be buying packages that they can use for all their customers so that they're not running... <laughs> 20 to 30 strange software packages, they're running one, and they will tell you what they want to run and how to install it at your end. If your accountant submits for you, you need to talk to him about how he's going to do it, and he needs to talk to you about what he wants. Okay, so they may provide, instead of providing paper or Excel spreadsheets, they need it in a different format from now on. You need to talk about what you're, you know, if your accountant does it for you, he's going to, to need to know what you're going to feed him with and he's going to need to tell you what he wants you to feed him with. And when we talk about digital records, just for clarification, does that mean I can throw my old records away? No, it doesn't. It never has done. You should always keep your business records, I would say, for seven years. It may be that the need for keeping paper is diminishing, but if there is an inquiry, you would always need to go back to your paper records in certain instances. It's dangerous to throw records away. You need a system which holds records for seven years and then throws away year eight. And I'm asking Liz that question because she also acts as, I think, as a VAT or HMRC adjudicated. Yes. So it's also from a different perspective there. Records are rarely asked for by the revenue. It's usually in cases where they're investigating money that's gone missing, fraud, potential risk. They're very rarely asked for, but it's sort of sod's law of life that if you haven't kept them, <laughs> you'll want them. It's good commercial practice to just store them 
and then turn them round. As you put one year in, you take one year out and throw it. We've covered the issue comes into force for all of the market from April mm. 2019 and applies to them submitting their VAT returns online and the digital record keeping behind it. That digital doesn't apply to, if you like, one-dimensional Excel spreadsheets in their own right or submitting your returns online. It's about your spreadsheets and records being able to automatically upload and talk to the HMRC VAT returns gateway and so that the, there are no manual interventions within that process. Yes. We have also addressed the idea that if you have several different IT packages, you may need bridging software to help the packages talk to each other, convert the information and allow it to seamlessly automatically upload. We've also covered the issue of cyber security, making sure your information is backed up somewhere else so that it can be recovered. Is there anything else in the round on this topic, which is pretty fundamental shift from HMRC's perspective on a community of SMEs? Why are they doing it? They're doing it because they're losing tax, because they know that the record keeping for many businesses is very poor and that it's a drive to get us all into accounting using modern methods. They're pushing not only the biggest contractors to use modern methods, but they're also pushing the SMEs to move from the world of invoices in carrier bags going to accountants once a quarter, once a year, into the world of accounting as you go along. And for many businesses, being able to use modern technology to monitor their cash flow, monitor their bank account, things that people are very resistant to do, but actually are good steps forward. And is there any other nuggets of advice or comments you'd like to make? The only thing I would like to say is that many people are really, really frightened about making tax digital. Don't begin because of the fear factor. The only way to overcome the fear factor I think is to start to talk to your accountant and begin the move. Even if it's only beginning the finding out of information, beginning to find out what a simple package would cost. There is a lot of bridging software that's extremely cheap. There are a lot of packages that are free or cheap, £10 a month. And in terms of accountancy, that is quite cheap. People get very exercised by the thought they have to pay £10 a month when they don't pay anything now. But in terms of good accountancy, that may well save you quite a lot of money at the end of the year. It's about beginning and not letting fear stand in the way. OK, well, thank you for your time. Just to inform the members, we have provided a guidance note which can be downloaded and searched for on www.eca.co.uk which summarises today's positions and the advice and, and the issues involved with making tax digital. There are also a number of summary videos on YouTube from HMRC that describe in high level what's happening and what it means to your business. But I think the most important thing is HMRC are maintaining a list of approved software suppliers. The functionality may be different between each. That includes bridging software and standalone software. So you can go on and if your starting point is, well, where do I go to find out which products will do what I need it to do? You can go to the government's website, type in HMRC, making tax digital, and among the results will pop up with the software service providers that you can search through. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the ECA podcast. 
To continue the conversation or ask questions which may feature in the future podcast episodes, send your comments and ideas to podcast at eca.co.uk. Until the next episode, visit www.eca.co.uk where you can learn more about ECA and the services our team provides. That's www.eca.co.uk.